Welcome to Fail Succeed. We are joined, as ever, by H. H, welcome. Hi there, how are you doing? Very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well. How's Bristol today? Dunno, I'm again I'm in a darkened room, so I can't tell. Have you been there all this time since last week? I never leave. You never leave. What do yeah. you eat? Wood lice. Wood lice. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Well, this week we've got some good topics to get into. The first of which is our fail, which is about a a Chinese lady, a Wang Hong, which is Chinese for internet celebrity. Mm. She was live streaming and she was using a filter that made her look much younger than she really is. And she was quite popular live streaming as this younger looking lady. But as she was doing a live stream, the filter dropped to, and it revealed her her real face, as it were. And people started just leaving her room and taking back the money that they pledged to her. Because she was a middle-aged um, lady rather than a young girl. Yeah. So so that is our fail. I feel a bit sorry for her, but at the same time, you know, in a sense, she was not being truthful with people. But actually, this whole area of live streaming and uh, the Wang Hong culture in China is quite a fascinating area that I, I've actually been doing some research into this separately from the podcast. And yeah, it's pretty insane, right? The well, amount that some of these people make and because of the huge audiences you can get in China. Yeah which just dwarf anything in the West, right? Well, it's also, it seems to be at the moment, almost like a loophole where people can express themselves on social media. Um, obviously, there's very strict controls in China. Um, and this seems to be one area where people can, as long as, as long as you're not saying anything against the party or something, anything subversive, it seems that currently you're allowed to interact like this. You, you can't say anything political, really. You can't say anything vulgar. And in fact, what that means is that quite often people just sing karaoke in their bedrooms for hours and hours, but that gets a huge following. I don't really get a lot of what I see my godson, right? My godson, he's about nine, 10, and yep. he will literally spend hours watching YouTube videos of people unwrapping stuff, like not even kind of, mm. not even a review of it, not even so just literally a box arriving from Amazon, someone opening the box, taking the item out and putting it next to the box. Sometimes they put the item back in the box and he will literally watch this shit for hours. And I don't, Come on. as you said, there's also ones where people eat stuff. They just unwrap a chocolate bar and eat it. And that's- Yeah, well, that's huge in China, apparently. Yeah, yeah, very peculiar. It got me thinking though, H, this is the way that culture is going, right? More and more people, young people are watching online videos much more than they're watching normal TV, right? Yeah. So it got me thinking what would happen, you know, if, if eventually TV broadcasters in a traditional sense don't exist anymore and all the big stars that we now have on TV ended up on platforms like YouTube doing this sort of thing. And I thought what I would, you know, who would I like to see doing this sort of thing? A couple of ideas. I quite fancy the idea of watching Trevor McDonald in his house singing the back catalogue of ACDC. Yeah, nice. I think that could be good. I could imagine Emily Maitlis doing an evening of 90s West Coast gangster rap. Or I'm particularly keen to see Piers Morgan just sitting in a room endlessly eating family buckets of KFC. I like it, yeah. I think that would be some kind of, uh, there'd be some level of entertainment there. So that was our fail this week. Let's move on to the success. And this is a bit... I, I, I want to be clear about this. When I say success, I mean 
the particular uh, medical application that they are pursuing in doing this. And that will become clear when I tell you what the success is. The success is that Japan has dropped its restrictions on uh, scientists developing animal-human hybrids. Okay, now that sounds terrifying in one sense, but once you realize the reason they're doing this is to grow organs inside other animals for humans who are in desperate need of new livers or, or you know, lungs or something, it becomes slightly more palatable. I'm not necessarily saying, you know, there's still a lot of ethical issues around that. But, you know, the, from a scientific sense, at least, some of the stuff they're doing here is fascinating and could have some wide-ranging implications. I should also say... Not only have the Japanese government announced that in the last week, but Spanish scientists have also announced that they created a human monkey chimera in China. That This sounds terrifying, doesn't it, H? So as I understand the science of it, they essentially shut down... So let's say they're, they're doing it in a mouse. They shut down a mouse's DNA that would allow the mouse to develop its own organs at an embryonic stage. And instead, they inject human stem cells, which stem cells can grow into anything. And they, in this case, would grow into those organs, but they would be human organs growing within an animal. But I think the real big ethical concern is that human cells would then migrate from you know, not just being in the kidney that was growing, but they would go into, let's say, the mouse or the monkey's brain. And then you would have the question of, well, is that actually a conscious human inside a primate? I mean, this is the thing. This is the thing, my friend. From the perspective of messing about with innocent animals, sure, I think there's an issue here. But I mean, the, the last thing an animal needs is some of our DNA polluting it. You know, can you imagine if you're, as you say, you get some consciousness appears, like you, you're a mud skipper. Uh, you're just kind of going about your mud skipper day, just kind of flopping around in an estuary or something. And then suddenly you go, Ink! and you get these flashes of consciousness, you know, you suddenly become, <laughs> you're suddenly self-aware. You're like, uh, uh, looking around and you're like, uh, I'm a human policeman. I'm a cop. I'm a human cop. <clears throat> and you slip back and you're a mud skipper again. Then like, maybe you're just kind of worming along a bit further down the stream. You maybe have had just a little bit of a nibble on some cress. And then uh, suddenly you're like, eh! <laughs> and you're looking around and you're really conscious of your breasts, you know? There's no op for that if you're uh, if you're a mudskipper who suddenly thinks they're a human cop with large breasts, you know? If, for example, you were an animal which had human DNA inserted into its code and started yep. giving it some kind of human consciousness if if that would be possible like say you were a pig that had some kind of consciousness and a human consciousness would you want to eat yourself <laughs> big questions well we went different ways in our thinking here because i thought you know what if you could put human dna into animals and give them human traits right and i was yeah. thinking well a lot of people would maybe allow their dogs to talk because dogs, you know, man's best friend, right? But then I thought, imagine you did that with your French bulldog, Gavin, right? Mm. Gavin, who you love deeply, and you got the opportunity for Gavin to actually be able to converse with you. And I thought two things, the first of which being it might be really disappointing because their conversation would consist of basically going food or take me outside because I need the toilet. Mm. Or I'm going to sleep now. And that yeah. would be the limit of it. Yeah. 
And if that wasn't the case, and they could actually have decent conversations, which I'm skeptical of, yeah. but imagine that Gavin, who you love so deeply, actually turned out to be quite objectionable. Yeah. And he was a massive racist or a homophobe. Yeah. So you would be, you'd take Gavin out for his walk and you'd just be having a chat and he'd just be coming out with this terrible, offensive stuff walking yeah. down the street. And you'd be, you'd think, Gavin, I loved you for so long. And yeah. it turns out you're actually a horrible dog. So that's our very deep thinking on the subject of animal human hybrids. H, we come now to the point where you share your learnings from around the world. What have you got for us this week? Shetland Islands. Shetland Islands? Yeah, when did you been? go there? Two years ago. Okay, excellent. Very beautiful, austere, craggy place, that. I was visiting my friend Duncan up there. Duncan? Um, yeah. He's a contemporary artist. Um, of course left, he is. Yeah, he left London um, about 10 years ago, I think, um, to live in isolation on the side of this windswept cliff. So he was probably a bit upset to see you turn up. No. He spends his days up there, basically, um, in a shed, a large shed, and he just he just spins around in the middle of the of, of the shed with paintbrushes in his hands, uh, flicking the um, internal walls. Um, absolutely bonkers. And he's been um, doing that for ten years. I assume so. Um, Is he not dizzy yet? There was a lot of paint on the walls. We anyway, we had a good time. We were we just had eaten, um, a bit tiddled late at night, and I was heading to bed um, when I was surprised to see him. Remove- Where, sorry, sorry, you were heading to bed in his one room shed. No, he doesn't live in the shed. I told you. Okay, sorry. Yeah, he, he's got like a little... I mean, to be fair, where he lives is not um, particularly grand, but the shed's near his house. I was heading to bed when I was surprised to see him removing his clothes, hang on, uh, <laughs> and putting his anorak on to head out to the shed. I said, God, surely you're not going to work now. And he said to me... Fools look to tomorrow. Wise men use tonight. Well, I mean, it's just another version of the don't put off until tomorrow what you can do today thing, right? But um, I think this it doesn't have to be big stuff, I don't think. But I try and do this, you know, surprising how on top of things I stay if I can um, haul my ass off the sofa to do it in the evening, to do a few little jobs. Nothing strenuous, you know, but just chipping away at admin or so on and so forth. It can freeze up time when you really need it, I think. So, yeah, that's what I was, that's what I thought. Very powerful stuff, H. Thank you, as ever, for your company today. And uh, until next week, goodbye. Goodbye.